The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. After Jesus had cast out a demon, some of the people said, He casts out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. Others, to test him, kept demanding from him a sign from heaven. But he knew what they were thinking and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself becomes a desert, and house falls on house. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out the demons by Beelzebub. Now if I cast out the demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your exorcists cast them out? Therefore they will be your judges. But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out the demons, then the kingdom of God has come to you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his castle, his property is safe. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overpowers him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his plunder. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it wanders through waterless regions looking for a resting place. But not finding it, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. When it comes, it finds it swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and live there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. The Gospel of the Lord. We continue reading from Paul's letters to the Galatians, this time chapter 3. He talks about faith. It opens by saying, Just as Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness, so you see those who believe are descendants of Abraham. This faith that Paul is talking about is the obedience of faith not just an intellectual assent that says, yes, I believe these teachings or this doctrine, but the obedience. And this is right through the whole Old Testament as well. We see, for example, in Noah, yes, he believed what God said about the flood, but that was not enough. He had to actually build the ark. That's what God told him to do. So the obedience of faith is what Paul is talking about here. Same with most of the patriarchs. Well, let's just take Abraham, who Paul is referring to here in the first reading. If Abraham had heard God's voice and said, yes, I believe that's God's voice, and stayed in his paganism, the Israelites would not have gone into the promised land. But he obeys the voice of God and then gets up and follows. There's the obedience of faith. So Catholic doctrine teaches we're not saved by faith alone in the sense of this intellectual assent, but rather faith working through love. The obedience of faith. That's what saves us. Paul goes on to say, all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. Well, how do we respond to that? The works of the law that he's referring to here are the ceremonial works of the Old Testament. Circumcision, purity laws, various feasts. Those are no longer binding, certainly on Christians, 
And it's those works of the law that do not save. He's not referring to, though, the moral law, the Ten Commandments, because Paul will go on to say those have to be kept, otherwise there is no faith. So that's the first reading. What happens, though, if we don't even have that faith that Paul is talking about? We see it in the Gospel with these rulers, Pharisees, scribes. They don't believe. And so now they have to make up all kinds of crazy explanations about what they see right in front of them, which is Jesus doing miracles, casting out demons. How do they explain that? They have to come up with this contradictory story about how Jesus is casting out demons by the power of Satan, which can't not be, as Jesus points out, a house divided against itself will fall. What's really happening here is the religious leaders are testing Jesus, and that's exactly what it says. Others to test him kept demanding from him a sign from heaven. This testing goes back to the beginning of Jesus' ministry in the desert when Satan tested Jesus by those three great temptations, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and Jesus prevails. But that's not the end, because Satan is now testing Jesus through these religious leaders. Jesus responds, but if it is by the finger of God that I cast out the demons, then the kingdom of God has come to you. So even in the midst of this great criticism by the religious leaders, Jesus is still trying to woo them by pointing out that the finger of God is at work, not demons. And the finger of God points back to the first exodus where Pharaoh and his magicians finally had to give up and say, we cannot match the power of God. And the magicians say, I think this is after the third or fourth plague, this is the finger of God. But Pharaoh still hardened his heart. This is what Jesus is saying. I have that power. I am God. Jesus will now test the people and the religious leaders in this gospel by saying, whoever is not with me is against me. Whoever does not gather with me scatters. There's the test. Are we with Jesus or not? Do we gather by our love, by our faith, by our obedience, or by sin do we scatter? Finally, Jesus points out that when an unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it's not quite over because it wanders around looking for a resting place, and if that person who was just delivered does not then increase their faith, strengthen their love, that demon will come back with others. So it's a challenge for us. Yes, we have the faith and the strong one is here. That's Jesus and we're going to receive him in the Eucharist and be strengthened. Let us then, by faith and obedience, be those gatherers and invite others into what we're receiving here, which is a great gift, a banquet. Let us praise the Lord always and everywhere in our lives.